0: the western mass business show with tara brewster whmp
1: hello and welcome to the western mass business show i'm tara brewster and i'm here today with some friends from everybody's favorite park look park welcome you two, justin pilas and matt LeCoyle. thank you thank you yes it's nice to have you both here i'm really excited
2: yeah, we're excited to be here. Thanks for
1: having us. <laughs> yeah. I just want to start by uh, letting everyone know the last time Justin was here, <laughs> he had a little snafu with recording. So this this time it's going to be smooth sailing, right, Justin?
3: I'm excited to be here. Thank you. <laughs> yes.
1: Local so, celebrity. Justin, you're a local, right? Townie, we call each other.
3: I grew up here. I, I've known Tara since high school. And uh, I've. Uh, oh, I want to hear the stories. Oh. So, one story. (laughs) Really? So, as a freshman, the first time I met Tara, she grabbed me and threw me over her back and ran through the hallway with me on her back.
4: That does not surprise
3: me. Um, And
1: Justin's older than I am. It was a warm welcome. (laughs) And I don't remember this at all. so <laughs> That also doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Well,
2: thankfully, the first time I met you, you didn't do that.
1: No, I don't think I <laughs> no, I, don't think you I did. pick you up. <laughs> Probably not. I, I don't
2: It'd
3: think it would work
1: anymore. I must have been stronger back then, Justin.
3: Just as tall, though. Yeah. You were.
1: Tall and fuerte. Well, thanks. It's nice to see you. I'm glad that we're still friends. Thanks for inviting us. After all this us. time. Yep. And so, Justin, you are now the executive director of the park, is that right?
3: That is correct. I. Took, How did that happen? Well, I've been <laughs> the last five years, I was the head of maintenance and facilities, and then uh, last August, uh, our boss uh, abruptly left, and so I was asked to take over as interim. I did that until at the end of December, and I was voted on by the board of trustees, that December and here I am. So, We're so lucky
1: that you're the ED of Look Park.
3: Well I'm very happy and proud to be in this position.
1: And so we really got to know each other a lot better when we were entrepreneurs together because we helped found the Northampton area young professionals, right?
3: That is correct. So, so I, you,
1: you have a background in small business.
3: I do. So I had a landscape construction and a garden center for the last 15 years uh, well for 15 years and uh, <clears throat> decided after many many hours and uh, long nights <laughs> Toils, that troubles, I did not want to own my own <laughs> so business anymore so <laughs> the park park offered me a position as head of maintenance and I sat on it for about uh, four months and over the winter I decided to sell the business to one of my employees, and move on. So here I am.
1: And what was the name of that business?
3: North Country Landscapes and Garden Center.
1: Yeah, on 66.
3: That is it. On the way so. to Outlook. Outlook Farm. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, such a nice we place. We had many good times there, but it was it ran its course.
1: Yeah, as these things do. It's hard to be an entrepreneur.
3: Yes. Yeah. As you know.
1: Yes. Yeah. Jackson and Connor. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I was the... Uh, the nicest dressed landscaper in in Northampton. And now you're
1: probably the nicest dressed ED, because you have not grown in size since the days of my owning Jackson and Connor. That is true.
3: I have many of Tara's suits in my closet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the stories they could tell. (laughs) And Matt, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks for having me as well. Yeah, yeah. And so what's your park story? How long have you been at the park? So I've been at the park since last uh, January, so
2: it's been now a year plus, year and a few months, and um, I had known, or I have known the board chair at Look Park, Dr. Sherry Ann Walker, for quite some time. She was a professor of mine in college, and um, she... We connected over this director role and it was a time for me to I think take another step in my career and um, I grew up in Western Massachusetts I'm from Ludlow I live in Belchertown now and um, I always loved the park my parents had picnics at the park um, parents had um, you know great memories here when I was younger um, so for me it was a great opportunity for to take a, a program a development program that was continuing to grow and really I think kick it up a notch so I've been here for over a year we've done a lot of I got to be the person that brought a lot of things back which was exciting and <laughs> it's always good when you can you know take you know take the great team that we have and bring some good things back um, but yeah so that's that's where I'm at and then I also I teach at Western New England as an adjunct uh, faculty member there in their College of Business um, I coach high school basketball. I'm pretty pretty out in the community in that way. And
1: so you teach? I didn't know that you teach.
2: Yeah, so I'm in the College of Business. Uh, I usually teach a class each semester. Um, I took this last semester off because uh, I'm doing my dissertation at the moment. So I'm almost done with it. Um, actually, I was just nerding out running data yesterday. So <laughs> I, was, uh, I was talking to Justin about it. Um, but yeah, so I'm almost done with my dissertation, and um, I've been teaching now for this is my second year teaching. So.
1: And do you have a focus? Do you have like a? So yeah,
2: the, the courses I've taught, uh, I taught international sport management, which was really a lot of fun a lot of talk of olympics world cup that kind of stuff um in addition to i've done business strategy um college of business so it can range based on some of the electives they need um but i've done that the last two years and it's usually it's one class Um, sometimes it's online sometimes it's in person it's just something fun to do also
1: Remind me after this that we should talk about um, the UMass uh, Eisenberg School and um, some judging that I just did at the Berthume Center. Oh, really? um, For entrepreneurship last night. There was a pitch competition, and we got to give away $65,000. And two of the four um, pitches were sports oriented. That's really cool. One was an app for pumping weight, like lifting iron in the gym. There's no real app to track that, so it's called Iron. And then the other one was this um, app called uh, Drafted for the high school students who are looking to get drafted. There's no real place for them to go or to put their stats or sort of have the sure. the coach and player um, communication. So remind me, that's y'all. cool. Yeah. I'll tell you, it was We'd it was really cool. It's right up your alley, I so that. I think you'd really appreciate it. Great. So where did you come from before you were at the park? Sure. So I was at uh, I was at a private school, Eagle Hill School, for a couple of years. Um,
2: prior to Look Park, and then prior to that, I was at New England College up in Henniker, New Hampshire as an associate athletic director, but in charge of athletic fundraising. But then my first role out of college was working with Cal and Bill Ripken down in Maryland, um, traveling a lot with them, but then doing a lot with um, their, between their foundation, their amateur business, um, doing a lot of really great work in terms of revenue generation, that
1: kind of stuff. So. And so that's baseball?
2: Baseball, yeah. They're two Hall of Fame baseball players, and um, they have a really massive kind of conglomerate down there. So, yeah. Like Jones at me.
1: Yeah. For Even that, I know that. for people that might not know That's okay. that, I mean, yeah. I, you know, I knew it, but I just want to make sure it not going to be like, sure. Uh, no, no, yeah.
2: Bill and Cal, they have a really great foundation. They actually just did work at Springfield College here locally where they, they go around the country and do, they build turf fields and in, in underdeveloped areas and they try to provide, accessible places for kids to play in safe areas where they don't normally have facilities that can work so I I did a lot of that and I worked in their amateur business um, working with baseball teams and local communities
1: nice and so you're a coach
2: i am a coach at hampshire regional um i'm girls basketball coach and then i also coach aau basketball down in connecticut enfield connecticut all right yeah so i'm
1: i'm not busy at all (laughs) um no not at Mm -hmm. all um so are there games at the park can you play basketball at the park We, we have a basketball court we couldn't play games there
2: i don't think um the basketball court um is just kind of casual and i think it's more of like for pickup games um I mean, certainly people are allowed to go play about i mean we it's our during our winter season that we play, so it's mostly obviously inside
1: and is that next mm-hmm. to I'm trying to remember it's where the near basketball the, it's court near is next large playground. to the pines
3: uh adjacent to the pines, yeah, yes. okay, great yeah, it's up up really, really park. Meant for it's really meant for picnickers and
2: yeah, you know, just something fun games. to do while you're there also
3: yeah.
1: yeah, can you get balls from
3: the at this point we do not rent. Balls and rackets. <laughs> yeah, and I just, equipment. Yeah, yeah, equipment. I just
1: didn't know. I mean, I haven't, I haven't no. gone in there for a while. To the originally,
3: the uh, the old picnic store was set up as a rental store for uh, back in the day. Um, the waterway that's n- no longer full of water used to ha- they used to rent out um, kayaks and canoes, uh, more canoes, and uh, you can rent out rackets and. What waterway
1: that's not filled with water? The one that's by the bridge?
3: Correct. The reason that... Like all the the way
1: behind the snack shack? Correct. And the reason that is is
3: because the Mill River has dropped so much over the years that the inlet that fills those waterways is a lot higher now than the level used to be. So uh, when I was a child and went to the park there... uh, It would always be full yeah oh yeah and now on rare occasions when the water gets really high that will fill up but it usually drains pretty quickly
1: huh was there a diversion somewhere (laughs) no I just
3: think over the years the water level has dropped I mean uh, you know how many years in a row have we had water bans here in Northampton
1: yeah and is that also connected to the front um, now kind of empty water. Is there water in the front by the... Um,
2: when you go down the hill. Yeah. The like, ranger booth?
1: Yeah. well, like when you go
2: down the hill. Um,
1: by like the that. tennis courts. Is there water in that one by the yes, train? That,
3: so that one is directly f- connected to the um, Mill River. So that always has some water in it. Got
1: it. All right. But yeah. the
3: waterway itself is a man-made... Um, man-made... Uh, body of water and it only fills up on extreme cases
1: all right cool well we gotta take a pause and more about the park when we come back this is tara brewster you've been listening to the western mass business show i'm here today with matt LaCoyle and justin Peelis from look park we'll be right back
0: the western mass business show with tara brewster whmp Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP.
1: Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and I am joined today by Justin Pelis and Matt LaCoyle of Look Park. We are having some laughs um, in between Our episodes here, and um, we were just talking about how on the sixth day or the seventh day, God created Look Park. Um,
4: (laughs) On the seventh day, so he could have something to do on his day off.
2: It's it's a perfect place for it.
1: (laughs) So I want to know about the park. I think there's a lot of um, misconstrued opinions about the park and the funding and how it came to be. And so who wants to talk about how Look Park came to be Look Park?
3: You want to? I'll I'll just start off. I'll just start off. So you guys
1: can go back and forth. I know. I know this has been like a little
2: bit. But you start off. You
3: can roll
1: up your sleeves and look at the dates on your um, arm.
3: (laughs) So basically, the park started. It was formed in 1928 um, by Miss Fanny Burr Look in memoriam to her husband Frank Newell, and uh, unfortunately, Frank passed. couple of years prior and uh, Miss Look wanted to memorialize her husband um, by dedicating a, a park on his behalf and the fountain that you see in the front as you come in was the main staple of the memorial uh, of, of Frank Newell and so in 1928 the Board of Trustees was formed to oversee um, the nonprofit that it is today we are a 501c3 um, the interesting part about um, Look Park is that Miss Fanny Burr donated the land to Northampton um, with the agreement that it be run as a nonprofit park. And uh, so, in 1930, the park was opened uh, to the public that year, and uh, and it's still running today.
2: Yeah, and we've had, you know, close to 100 years of memories now, which has been great. And it actually ties in really nicely with our theme for the year, which is um, I remember when Um, during my first year at the park, it's been so many conversations with local community members about when you bring up Look Park, it's, oh, I remember when blank. Well, I remember when someone got married there, someone, you know, we had our first visit with Santa, I remember, whatever. So we wanted a theme that really could encapsulate as many of those memories as possible. So we started a whole campaign and a whole theme around that that coincides with our spring appeal and will be with our fall appeal also. Um, Just because we don't get any funding um, from local taxpayers or anything that which is a common misconception But because we are a nonprofit, we are self-funded and you know with a trust and um, an endowment and things of that nature Um, But this I remember when theme has been a lot of fun We've been collecting stories from people in the community of their I remember when story which they can submit online on our website or Um, If they feel entitled or they feel um, willing, um, we can come to the park and we'll film you recording your (laughs) I Remember When story. We have six out in the park right now with longtime community members filming their memory in the exact location that that memory happened. And then we put a QR code on a stake. We put it on the ground. And then when you go visit the park, you can find all the QR codes. You can scan it and it'll go to a video of someone telling that story. So we have six out right now, and the goal is by the end of the summer to probably have a good comprehensive 25 to 30 videos out. So that'd be really fun.
1: That sounds really fun. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that the next time I walk around the park. Yeah. Um, so what is your website so people can check that out? It's
2: lookpark.org. And the I remember when portion is lookparkorg slash I remember when and it's all over our social media um, it's all over our website so you can see it um, and then if you go into the park and you see a QR code in the ground um, and we actually have a map online on our website where you can see where all the QR codes are so that way you don't have to search too too hard um, but uh, we've had our head ranger Sharpie who is a local celebrity um, she's <laughs> she's so amazing um, she's, th- she's done a few videos she did a video about the old Girl Scout pancake cabin which burnt down in 1987 (laughs) and she told the story about that which was a huge hit
1: um, you know, so I have to listen to that one because I believe that it was my neighbor Mike Sullivan that might have burned down She said that the culprits were caught. I'm not sure <laughs> house, Yeah, yes, and
2: before that it was a Girl Scout cabin um, that the town built for Girl Scout <sighs> day camp and she went to the day camp in the 40s and 50s so we have a video of her telling that story and the sanctuary, I didn't know, the sanctuary fireplace that's there on our beautiful wedding venue sanctuary is the original fireplace that was in the cabin. It was mm-hmm. the only thing standing when it burned down. Yeah. So they moved it, she said, stone by stone.
4: I thought that was original to the room. It looks so perfect there. Yeah,
2: so, no, they moved it maybe 30 feet to it. Yeah, to so location. this
1: is down by the um, the so, pedal Boat Pond. Yes. Willow,
3: Willow? Yeah. In the, yeah, Willow Lake, and, we call it.
1: Oh, Willow Lake.
2: Willow Lake, yeah, <laughs> at, at the sanctuary. So yeah, that's our one of our. Oh
4: yeah, that looks like it's
1: just been there forever.
2: Yeah, it was actually they moved it and then they built the sanctuary around it. Gorgeous. Which is pretty
1: cool. Yeah, Mike Sullivan. I'll yeah. Have to Look, I'll have to talk to Sharpie about that yeah. because uh, when I grew up on Sumner Avenue, I think that was like a thing. Yeah. Yeah,
2: but then something beautiful came about it, you know, from the from the incident. So she, luckily she I don't think she name dropped anybody in the video, but
1: that's okay. Well, hopefully that's okay. hopefully it was him and I'm not like, you know, dragging his name in the mud or anything. That's okay. Um so so you have the I Remember When campaign, which also ties into a lot of people's desires to have benches right mm-hmm. I mean I feel like every time I go there there's another new bench at the park so yeah. can you talk a little bit about the bench campaign or yeah. you know how that ties to people's memories of the park or memories of their loved ones
3: yeah so you know we, we, we have this program now that we've, we've, we've had for I don't know how many years now 30 years plus but um, you know the hard part about the bench program nowadays is we're running out of room we have a lot of benches in the park, and uh, unfortunately, we don't replace benches as they get older because you know nowadays they're made out of faux material and they last a lot longer. And so we're just running out of room. But um, you know we like to work with uh, you know our patrons and try to find a, a suitable place for their loved one's uh, memorial. And so it's a great way to memorialize someone. Uh, just the other day we met as. You know, um, Katie Lyons, who just recently passed, we we located a bench for her, and um, you know it's going to be in a great spot overlooking the Mill River, and uh, we're excited about that. But um, it's going to be a great tribute to her, and so every year we get about I would say three to four benches a year, um, on average.
2: And then that that goes along with we also do. So many trees, we, we plant trees in memoriam of, of folks and, mm-hmm. and in addition, we also have now started to do gardens, which Justin has a master gardener and we, he has a gardens and grounds committee with many gardeners on it. Um, they make these beautiful gardens throughout the park that you can um, donate to in memory of somebody who maybe loved flowers or loved different beautiful spaces of that nature. And then one thing we just started doing recently that we're trying to build up is replacing our water fountains throughout the park With that's a new initiative we want to try to get to really nice sustainable eco-friendly water uh, fountains that also have dog bubblers at the bottom and are a little bit more new and but it's an expensive project and we want but we want the park to be filled with them so we have now started working with People want to donate, um, and people want to, in memory of somebody who you know loved the park, they can donate a water fountain in memory of them, similar to a tree or anything like that, like that. On yeah. behalf
4: of all of the dog owners and dog lovers, I say thank you of
2: for course. that thought. Yeah, but we we have two coming in now, and they'll be here soon. And um, yeah, I have a golden retriever, and she uh, it's definitely annoying when you're trying to fumble through everything and you're trying to fill the water up. So have to have a water fountain down below at their level. It just makes it easier for everybody and it's better.
1: And so, are you going to keep the fountains in the existing places or add to the fountains? Well, currently, that we're just trying there. to
3: replace the ones that are existing because they're obsolete. We can't get parts for them. Once they break, we have to replace them. So, right now, we have two that are not working in the park, and that's why we're replacing those two. Um, one has been donated uh, by a generous donor, so that's great. And we're looking to seek other uh, donors as well as we replace the other ones as they become absolute.
1: I should reach out to some
4: plumbers maybe. Yeah. Are you only looking for um, large donations?
2: No. So actually Katie Lyon's tree was, or excuse me, her bench was, it was actually a GoFundMe. And yeah, that was a big, big deal. And we've been pushing if community efforts, we actually, one of our other benches too was a a the de filippo family it was a big deal um the unfortunately gene was in an accident last year and they they want to do a bench in his memory and people banded together to donate for it so whether it's not even just like in an obituary but also um a collection online or you know letting people know you can donate to the park and you can write a note saying it's for somebody we collect all those and it really becomes nice because then you can rent a, a a place in the park and have a big celebration when we can put it in the ground or we can resurrect it and it's become a really great way to honor somebody who loved the park or also just loved the outdoors
1: mm-hmm. yeah it was a nice uh go to receive for katie and it's a nice memory for her family and her friends to be able to participate in something um Yeah, I love that about the park for sure. Um, Well, so we're already at another break. Um, Matt and Justin from Look Park. Uh, You've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and we will hear more from Look Park when we return.
0: The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show, with Tara Brewster, WHMP.
1: Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and I'm joined today by some friends from Look Park in Florence. Justin Peliss, who's the executive director of the park, and Matt LaCoyle, who is the development director, marketing director of the park, um, all things people and events. Um, and I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention my most favorite event came back this year. And thank you both for doing it. Breakfast with the Bunny
2: it was it was awesome it was great we we were joking earlier it sold out in Twelve hours. Yeah, which is, I um, mean, that's 360 seats. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. I dragged my ten year old and seven year old. I don't know if they were the oldest kids there or not, but we had a blast. Lots of fun pictures, bunnies, food, coloring. We had some Biso coloring cards um, from a local entrepreneur who actually was my first episode. Wow. Come to think of it, that's um, Camilo cool. Archuleta. Yep, yeah, he was my first.
3: So. A special thanks to Greenfield Savings Bank for sponsoring that event.
1: GSB! Yes. Yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> I was great. Like, yeah. So the park might be doing this thing, and we might have to help. Oh my God, it was an honor, really. Um, yeah, I just hope next year great. we could add more seats or make it bigger you know i'm always wanting to make things bigger so of course yeah you never want to
2: it's a good and a bad thing of selling out right oh you yeah know? you want to you want to offer more but also make it so that you are selling out but it would be great next year to do more seatings
1: yeah and so you know what else is happening i feel like everything's coming back in general so quickly is is other things coming back to the park that we we can
3: expect and look forward to yeah so i'd like to say that you know we're gonna open up all of our attractions by um, Memorial Day weekend. Everything will be open. The train will be going. Uh, Mini golf will be going. The paddle boats, ice cream shop. So we're looking forward to having everything open early this year. Last year, the train didn't get out until July. So this year we'll be on top of it. Um, Inspections will happen and uh, will be timely this year
2: so inspections like what for, for the, the train? train for the train and i think there might be only one train inspector like in the whole state for something of that size i mean it could be you
3: know And this
1: is for the huntington
3: yes yes so unfortunately we have to have three inspections before uh we get renewed our license and so uh it's a state inspector a private inspector and a third party inspector so it's it's uh you know it, it takes time to get all those inspectors through but Uh, We're licensed until, uh, you know, we're going to be able to uh, get the train out early. We're licensed currently. Uh, We'll get those inspections going on, um, you know, during June, and then uh, we'll just continue the uh, train throughout the year.
1: And is this yearly?
3: It is yearly.
2: Yeah, so it's an intensive process. And then we can announce that the train this year will be going the opposite direction as it usually does, but actually the way that it was built, right, Justin, if that's right? Correct,
3: so the the way the train – (laughs) (laughs) I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, <so> <laughs> like, the, wait,
1: okay, we got to
2: repeat this. It's, it's not train going backwards. backwards. Okay. It's going in the opposite direction. It's okay. going, that usually goes. It's going uh,
3: clockwise this okay.
2: year. So instead of originally going toward the big open field first, yeah. it's going through the woods
1: first. Oh. So Has it way, ever
3: gone that way? Yes. So in the past, it was designed, the train depot was designed to go in the uh, counterclockwise order. Um, the way the um, the handicap ramp for uh, wheelchairs uh, to get onto the train is set up such that you don't have to move the train before uh, the person has to get onto the – with the ramp. Um, also, it starts off going uphill, therefore it's it, it doesn't have a lot of speed, so where the crossing is, where people are crossing – it's, it's less dangerous.
2: It's safer, much safer for people to be able to. So that way, because if it's the traditional way like, or the other way that we went last year, the train kind of comes down that hill at a decent speed, and that's where people are crossing. So, it you know again, not that we've had, ever had really any issues, but it's a throwback to how the train was originally designed to run in that direction. So you're going to go through the woods first and then into the tunnel and then come out the other side.
3: Yeah.
4: Does anybody know why they ever switched that?
3: Well, it, it's only because it's the way the the rails have worn over the years and the the tires on the train. Um, if you run it one way, you're always wearing on that inside corner. Makes sense. Corner. So if you switch it, then it switches the way that it wears on the train. Yeah. So that's why we did that original. Well, the executive director at the time switched it over about six years ago, seven years ago.
1: I don't remember running it the other way
3: so this will be a new adventure yeah,
1: yeah. so exciting so okay the trip i'm i'm impressed i'm impressed that everything's opening for memorial day i just gotta say you guys That's like way to be thank you way to be
2: on top of it well we've already we've <laughs> even run mini golf already um it's been open on like some of the warmer weekends we've had on some unfortunate rainy spray weekends. Park. spray park i park's did get open. i did
1: get a memo about the spray park and i was like ooh, it can be warm. It's probably
3: cold. cold i yeah.
1: think it was in april right Yeah, but well, we had a weekend it was 90
3: degrees yeah, so we and so you opened it yeah so, so the most interesting thing about the spray park is that it is run on well water and so the water that comes out of that uh, the fixtures is clean well water and what it once it goes in it goes out um, it goes right back to the Mill River Uh, so we don't recycle that water we don't treat that water we test it every week to make sure it's clean and uh, it's very cold
2: yeah very nice <laughs> which on a warm day it feels great <laughs> yeah i mean a day like today maybe maybe not as much yeah
1: so are there are there any plans for the spray park i think you had a remodel 5 years ago maybe more than that yeah, i don't know i feel a- like it's newish but
3: yeah it was right pre covid uh, okay. we we had it re- redone new fixtures um we're putting new awnings on this year. Some of the awnings, they were old and falling apart. So Like sunshade sun awnings? Sunshades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that'll be new. Uh, we need to do a little bit of landscaping around the patio there um, to give that an uplift. Um, other than that... Um, no,
2: it's free. It's one of our only attractions that are free You know, to, to use. That, no, Wildlife Center. Wildlife Center, yeah. Those are the two great free things you can do at the park, which, I mean, that's one of the only places in town you can cool off for free which is great
1: um and there is still an entry fee right to the park correct yes yep um, and h- how much
2: is that it's five dollars during the week and then ten dollars on weekends and then um, but you can get a season pass for seventy dollars for the entire year unlimited entry um but we are also it's free to do veterans and it's free to do any disabled individuals um that have any handicaps
1: Great, and you're doing a partnership program with some local nonprofits too, yeah. right? Yeah, so
2: um, we, we do work with some of the local libraries that if they want to have some season passes that they can scan and check out like a book, we do that often. So a lot of libraries have a Look Park season pass available where if somebody wants to go to the park for the day and they just want to check it out like a book, they could. But in addition, we have a partnership with the Survival Center uh, in Northampton. Well, this year we are up to um, we had a good amount of passes donated. I think it's 30 passes donated, and Look Park has since doubled that. So we have donated 30 of our own for 60 season passes to go to the Survival Center, and they distribute those to low-income families or low-income individuals who um, may not be able to afford a pass for the season, but they want. we, we want to make sure our park is as inclusive as possible and a- as open to the community as we can. So we've so far donated 40 passes. We have another 20 to donate to... Um, danielle and her team at the survival center
1: nice and so donors can donate passes yes. um to you to give to the survival center or to another yeah. nonprofit. so it's a
2: discounted rate too it's fifty dollars and if by them donating fifty dollars we donate a pass and then we match that pass as well. So so it's really two passes that we're
1: donating. Yeah, that's great. And so do you have any plans to donate past the Survival Center or with anyone else in the future? Yeah, so that's a big thing
2: we're trying to grow. I think Justin and I, we talk often about wanting to be as inclusive as uh, possible as a park and trying to grow those initiatives and maybe being able to expand this program to include three next year, like three different types of nonprofits at minimum. So that way it's not always just um, you know, certain nonprofits getting benefits, but we just know that there's so many people that would love the outdoor You know, the, the ability to do that.
4: You know? And it just seems like, you know, some people may think, oh, I don't want to pay to go to a park, but this is a beautiful park and it doesn't get any taxes. Yeah. And it's not like you're greedy, like give us the money so
1: you can come in. It's like we need to maintain the park. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because that's a perception I think we encounter a lot um, in the community when we talk about the park is that a lot of people think you get a, a lot of city funding. Um,
3: yeah, yeah we, we actually don't get any money from the city. Um, we are, you know, financed by our events, our concerts, um, our attractions. The Garden House is a big draw for us. Um, you know, with the the weddings and, you know, our, our lovely grounds that we have – uh, I believe our, our season is booked for um, wedding season. Mm-hmm. Uh, every weekend we'll have a wedding, whether it's the Sanctuary or the Pines Theater uh, or the Garden House. Uh, we actually just put on a, uh, a, a new stage for the Pines Theater that was put on uh, just recently. Uh, Kider Builders finished the project, and uh, so we had our first wedding last weekend on that stage, and it looks it looks great.
2: And I think that for us, I mean, we we do self-fundraising, whether it's our appeals or whether it's our events. We have two signature events, the auction, um, which is big in June, June 29th, which we'll talk about, and Santa's Trains, which came back last year, a 10-day event, which was amazing. And and those are our big fundraisers in addition to the garden house, in addition to vehicle entries. So it's true that, yeah, the when you donate five dollars or ten dollars coming into the park that that goes directly into us being able to keep the grounds beautiful that goes into the flowers and all that
1: yeah i think um people don't really understand that so i appreciate you explaining it um we're about to take another break so i want to say thank you for listening this is tara brewster with the western mass business show my guests today are justin pilas and matt Lacoyl from look park we'll be right back
0: the western mass business show with tara brewster WHMP The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster WHMP
1: Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show I'm Tara Brewster and I've been having so much fun today with Justin Peelis and Matt LaCoyle from Look Park I hope you have too This is our last go at it so um, we gotta try to fit in as much as possible I would love for you both to talk a little bit about what is going on this summer. You know, we've heard about the auction coming up on the 29th. Um, Santa's Trains is way off in the distance. But what about all those booming concerts? Any concerts coming up?
3: Yeah, we have a slew of uh, a, line, a great lineup this year. Um, I'll let Matt talk a little bit more. But, you know, we're starting the season off with Buddy Guy on uh, 6 13. That's going to be a great uh, show. It's about it, damn time, right? It's retirement it's tour. It's his last I think. show. Yeah, that's his last last yeah. tour. It's damn
1: right, farewell tour. Or yeah. something. yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: That's Not his last
3: like. show, but his, his his last tour. Yeah,
2: the, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. So he says.
2: I mean, he's pretty old. Yeah. yeah. And then then we have our um, our one roof festival, which it's the first time the park is doing a Saturday all day music festival. I think it goes from noon to night like actual like 10 o'clock at night and that's headlined by the Gin Blossoms and there's other great bands like Toad the Wet Sprocket yeah Toad the Wet Sprocket and Macy's Playground Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken Marcy's Marcy's Playground Playground, excuse me yeah (laughs) Um, and that's that's exciting um, just because we'll we'll have so many there'll be actually two stages going there's the Pines Theatre stage which is the main stage and then we will have a small acoustic stage outside the Pines that um, DSP who we partner with for all of our concerts will be running. Um, But that'll be really fun just because it is, I think, um, it's part of a charity effort for homelessness and for awareness um, with the One Roof Festival.
1: Yeah, and that's um, Dr. Bayek, John Bayek, um, who was also on the show a while ago talking about his uh, allergy and immunology practice and his love of deep sea diving. Interesting. Yeah. And then we also have uh, Michael Fonti. Wait, Franti. what? What How does we? he have to yeah. do yeah, with this show? Say. So That's he's so he's the presenting um One Roof. One oh, Roof okay. is his idea. Yeah, yeah. One That's Roof so is cool. is his baby. Um he had his first One Roof maybe like 3 or 4 years ago at the Three County Fairgrounds. Yeah. Um so I'm glad to see that he's bringing it back post COVID. Yeah. yeah. I didn't
4: realize that he had yeah. another profession besides he,
1: this. He has many. Oh, that's yeah. cool. He has. Uh, he's a man of many hats. Well, that's yeah. going to be a great show at Look Park. I can't oh. wait.
2: Oh yeah. And so and then we have Michael Fronty, who is you know super popular. Uh, good, good vibes all around with him, I think. And um, yeah, you know, Les Claypool. Um, and so Michael Fronty's on the twenty second, and then Les Claypool's on the twenty sixth, which again will be a massive show too. Which month of June. I'm sorry.
1: Is Fronty wearing shoes yet? I don't know, but he might be doing yoga, yoga. in the
2: park. Yoga in the park. <gasps> yeah, so Stop it. Yeah, so we'll oh see if he god. can do that. Yeah, that's that's something that be we, we've been talking oh to. Oh my them god, we'll that see. would be so
1: great. Yeah. Justin, yeah. did I send you that picture of K G and I no, and Michael I don't Franti so. from In Thorns? So this was back when Bruce was Bruce Stebbins used to uh, WR and X. I think was had a little studio yeah, up there. I worked there too. And they yeah. had Michael Fronti, and he came in. And so Kate Glenn and I, um, KG, who's KG? She used to own Ambition, A Child's Garden. Um, and so we took a picture <laughs> off to send it to you guys. It's the best from like 2009.
3: Yeah. Well, if, uh, if if he does do the yoga in the park, I'll, I'll get my uh, Lululemons out. Please (laughs) do. I promise you. Oh,
2: geez. That's going to be awesome. (laughs) I want pictures. I want to see what the reaction is from the... Well, back
3: to the concerts. I'm really looking forward to Diana Krall. Uh, She's going to be there on August 8th. I wonder if her husband will be there. Yeah. Well, well he her would, husband's the yeah, reason why yeah, she's coming, exactly. right? Recommended the park two years yeah. ago.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love, the last I love year. Was that, that story. Last year, Elvis Costello last year. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and I honestly didn't even know they were married. So yeah, that's, that, yeah, then we found out that he had a good time here, and um, Diana's coming because of it. So
1: well, has anyone ever called you the Mini Tanglewood? Uh, I mean i've heard that we've we tried i comparisons feel like you're a mini yeah, cause yeah diana crawl starting to step into like tanglewood territory i think yeah
2: and i think between that big thief um is in july and then shaky graves and lucius um they're coming in august um but we have a few others that will be announced um a couple of returning bands potentially um i think we should have maybe
3: around 10 to 12 shows total
1: and so tell me about DSP. You yeah. mentioned Dan Smalls. What does your partnership with him look like?
3: So John Sanders who runs DSP. Yay, he, John Sanders. John, thank you. He uh, runs these concerts and you know he finds all these great artists. You know, we have very little say in what shows are brought to Look Park. You know we just host it. Um, we don't make a portion of the ticket sales. you know we get alcohol sales because it's our license. But we also get parking, so those are our two revenue generating streams from these concerts. Um, but we're very happy to host them, and uh, John does a great job with the, his lineup, and uh, you know he's great supporting the park, and uh, you know he provides all the support staff, the uh, the security, um, gets the food trucks in line, um, you know, and basically we just we just host it. So. And I think one of the exciting things that we're moving forward with this year is trying to
2: become more local in some of like our alcohol alcohol offerings for each show I'm trying to work with local breweries and local local distributors to be able to make the concert goer experience that much better I think in years past it's been you know just cans of different you know random selections of things and we're trying to be more strategic of what we offer at different shows and more offerings so that way you know the because we know that Diana Krall crowd won't be different than the Michael Franti crowd than the Les Claypool crowd so we're gonna be we've put a lot of effort and, and Mark Penny who's our new operations director has put in a lot of effort to try to make that experience that much better um, for our concert goers knowing that it's one of the two things we can control and also it gets our community in our distributors and local companies involved in it as
4: well. that's the kind of attention to detail that really makes a concert
2: experience better yeah, I, I, I agree. And as, as someone who loves concerts, you know, you want to, it's cool when you can see, oh, wow, I, I love that brewery. I love that winery. And you're seeing it in a local setting and not just a, a restaurant or if you have to go to that brewery on its own.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about Mark Penny, who is the husband of Mary Penny um, of the Melnick family of Northampton. So I'm excited to have him He's great. at the park, too. Um, so you had mentioned earlier the Partners Program, and I wanted to circle back to that a little bit before we um, you know, have to end the show, because it's a new initiative for you at the park, right?
2: Yes. So um, that was something that when I got brought on board over a year ago, we had talked about and it had different maybe iterations of our ideas over time at the park but it never really kind of came to life and it was something that we thought was important between Justin and I and the Board of Trustees knowing how often we work with businesses and organizations in the community to have a program that we could use and leverage to work with our local businesses but also highlight them and show all the great organizations that support us um, as a nonprofit. so this partners program we launched march one with a goal of getting 20 partners on board by the end of the year right now we're at 22 so we're above our goal which is great and what it does is it's beyond our Main events, which are the auction and Santa's trains instead of just getting a, um, a Sponsorship to those events. There's many more things that we're trying to offer to our community partners So that way they feel like they're sp- they're partnering with the park over the course of an entire year versus a singular night Or a couple of nights for an event. So um, we have some great partners look park.org slash community dash partners You can see them all and we're actually have some really great signage coming in the park that will demonstrate and show all the great partners that we have that we work with—that's
1: really exciting. Yeah. It's nice to be able to streamline that stuff when you can. Yeah, and that way we don't have to, because we feel like we end up
2: having to ask businesses two, three, four, five times a year. And you know, when budgets are set, it can be tougher. Um, so it's nicer to have one ask, and that way we can set the expectation throughout the year.
1: Great. Um, well, I'm really looking forward to the auction, which is coming up on June 29th. Yes. Everyone mark your calendars. It's going to be at the Garden House at Look Park. Um, it's always a really fun time and something that I look forward to in the month of June. Um, And I also wanted to say thank you so much to the sponsors of this show. First and foremost, Greenfield Savings Bank, who lets me be out in the community spreading my um, magic fairy dust everywhere. We're a mutual bank, 10 branches in Franklin and Hampshire County. Tom Machako is our CEO and CFO. I much appreciate Tom's leadership. Thank you so much. Also to George O'Brien and his team at Business West, who provides us with so much great information all up and down and across the region. Um, covering a lot of really informative business and individual events, not to mention their 40 under 40 and their difference makers events, which feature who's who and who's doing what in our community. Also to my neighbor Craig De La Pena on Chestnut Street, who is an amazing realtor for the Murphys, featuring Rail to Trail and Green Realty. Also has a bed and breakfast uh, with his wife um, Kathy De La Pena, uh, Sugar Maple Trailside Inn, right on the bike path in Florence. So. Justin and Matt from Look Park, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a real pleasure. You've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster. Talk to you soon.
0: The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP.